What's going on, Badger fans? We are back. Another reaction show. We try to do this whenever somebody commits to the Badgers, just to kind of get the initial thoughts on it. I got Justin with me on this one. He was a little upset I didn't loop him in on the Tackett one. He texted me too late. Well, you never mentioned anything. That's not my fault. You could have said something. <laughs> texted me too late, but we've got a defense alignment. Thank the heavens. We've got a defense alignment out of the portal. Let's talk about it on a quick version of Locked on Badgers. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for jumping in, whether you're watching this live or later. Uh, throw your comments in the chat, as always. We got another one. Let's play the cannons. Fire the recruiting cannons. Another one is headed to Madison on Wisconsin. Did you did you get Delancey in? Did I do what? The, the corner. Did I you, did. Did, I did, did he on. get his cannon? Oh, yeah. Just making sure. Just making sure everybody got theirs. Everybody gets deserve it. There is a plethora of ammunition in Bunker Herrings to fire off for <laughs> recruiting. Everybody gets the cannons. All uh, the so nerf guns you can hope for. Although I do need to do – this is coming up too. I'm going to do a, a full show on all the, the PWOs in this class too. I'm excited to do that and dive into those guys. There's some interesting PWOs as well that we haven't talked about. Um, but I'm getting off track, Justin. Defense lineman. Uh, Elijah Hill is coming out of Albany, commits to the Badgers out of the portal, 6'2", 280. He's played three years, so he's coming in with some experience, some size. Um, you were the first one out of kind of our internal group to watch the film here. What did you see? What do you like? Uh, thoughts on Elijah Hills here? Uh, I like the burst. I like the body control of him. Uh, he's a guy who does a really – like I watched this film. I'm like, he's quicker than any of the defensive linemen we have on the roster right now. I noticed that right off the bat, that it looks like when you see him knife through the line – like he comes at the quarterback or the running back quickly and really makes up ground in a hurry. That's something that we don't have really on this line. Like even when we had the sacks from our defensive linemen this year, they were kind of like the quarterback might have been kind of in a spot where he just had no place to go. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that looks like, you know, you're, you see us one sack, the quarterback started running from him and he just kind of dove through and yeah, grabbed his ankles and tripped him up. Um, he probably lacks a little bit of power. Like that was the first thing I looked at him with when I saw it. I'm like, he he moves well. I'm like, but I question how strong he is. And we'll see. This is where Brady Collins has to go to work in the lab with him and, and kind of get him ready to play. But yeah, he's got it. Yeah, he's going to, I think this is a guy that might be 10 pounds heavier come fall. Mm-hmm. Well, and you mentioned it too. You know, he's going to go from an Albany strength conditioning program and no disrespect to the Great Danes. Mm-hmm. They are the Great Danes, right? I believe uh, yes, they are. I believe so. No disrespect to the great things. We actually had a really good season this year. Um, you're going to a Big Ten strength and conditioning program. You're going to get bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah. More money yeah. for nutrition, more money for yeah. all the physical, you know, conditioning staff and everything. The first thing, so you hit on something that I thought of too. The first thing that kind of stuck out to me watching the film, because listen, he it's not his fault, but he's not playing the highest level of offensive mm-hmm. line play, right? It felt like there were times where he, if you would like to see him push the pocket a little bit more against that level of offensive lineman, you know, there were plays where he would get doubled and he would, he would have a little hard time getting off that. So it's probably not um, the most powerful player. I had the same thing, our same feeling watching the film, but he has really good hands. Like he, he has a swim move. He's pretty quick. He's pretty light footed for a 280 pound guy. He does give you to your point, a little juice. Ryan Dalbert says, I like how he can get into the backfield. I think there's a comparison in the chat with can this guy from bite me? Can this guy replace Rodas? I think from a snap perspective, he can replace some of that. He's a different type of player, though. Yeah. I don't think yeah, he's very much so different. Run, but I think he gives you more disruption potentially. Mm-hmm. 
more yeah more disruption i do i do wonder what he's going to look like against the run game he's a guy i could see if he if he guesses wrong could get washed out because i don't know if he's got the ability to, to truly anchor and kind of you know sit and hold and uh diagnose but it really depends on what they want to do this next year with the defensive line scheme. If their goals are just break through and make disruptive and cause disruption, you know, maybe he gets some opportunity to make plays, but you know, if you guess wrong in a situation like that, it can be really ugly. Zombie Panda says, looks a lot like Dylan Johnson, maybe a little small, but great first step in hands. He definitely has a good, first, he's not going to be as strong as, as Dylan. Yeah. Uh, Dylan's already at a division one football player strength level. But he does have the hands. Like, I think that's a really good point from Zombie Panda. Um, he, he's very active. He gets offensive linemen off of him. He has a swim move, a rip move. You know, he against better and bigger, more physical offensive linemen, he's going to have a hard – there's a couple plays where he almost just jukes a guard and the guard doesn't touch him. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen against Iowa. But uh, it's it, – the other thing I would say, Justin, we talked about this before the show, it's also just about getting bodies. Like you just need bodies on the defensive line and you need to have a couple sets of bodies and waves and reinforcements. And that keeps everybody fresh. So just from that standpoint, I'm, I don't think he's a star, but I think he's a player who can play and that's massively important for this team. Yeah. I mean, we discussed that you and I both, we, well, we really like Willer. We think it would be a bad thing for him to have to come in and play massive snaps this next year. And I, I, 100% 100% think that we're doing him a disservice from a development standpoint if he gets thrust out there for 40 reps a game. I think he's a guy 10 to 15 reps will be good for him as a freshman, and then you build off that the next year where he might be able to go out there and start. But I think it's asking a lot for somebody who's, number one, not used to playing at this level and being able to work against offensive linemen who are you know, redshirt juniors or seniors most for the most part. They are much more physically developed. That's so much – that you can so much physicality that you can lean on a young player like that, that you don't want a kid like that being out there that much because he's going to wear down mm-hmm. to be able to hold up an entire season playing 50 reps. Yeah. It's not you. you and you honestly, you want him right for the more impactful reps. If you can, mm-hmm. right? you want him in for a pass rush you want him to be out there when he gets to come downhill and just try to cause disruption. Yeah. It's about, and Greg, Greg Linscombe hits it, man. It's, it's about rotation. It's about rotation, 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 and depth on the defensive line. Like, and I, I'm, I think Hills can come in and play. I think he can come in and he can give you reps, like Justin said, maybe a little juice. Listen, the, he, he had one and a half sacks this year for Albany, nine tackles for loss. Um, I'll, I'll admit, seeing the tackle for loss number and watching his burst, I was like, that sack number seems awfully low. Mm-hmm. Like, he seems like he should have had more with how, how disruptive he looks when getting through the line. So I'm curious. I would love to see more film on him to kind of see how the game's played out. You know, did he miss a couple opportunities and force, you know, a couple other people to pick up sacks or what? But he looks like a guy who could have caused, like, the hockey assist sack numbers, so to speak. Or maybe miss a little time with injury. I agree. Yeah. Like, he looks disruptive enough that I was also surprised by the sack number. So that could be a lot of things, though, right? Like yeah. you said, that could be he forced uh, pressures but didn't get the sack. We saw that a lot with the Badgers the last couple of years. Maybe there's an injury. Uh, but again, I just, there's nothing to complain about here. Like yeah. people will worry about the level of competition. People will worry about the stats. He's a 280 pound body in a, in a room with, you, know, you need more bodies. I don't know about you. I like his film better than I like Varner's last year. Mm. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I'd have to go back. I like, I, 
I was a little worried about Farner, and this is not hyperbole because half of his sacks came in one game. And I remember we talked about that's kind of like maybe that was just a third string tackle that got thrust in, and the rest of the season he wasn't that impactful. Um, Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I don't remember him looking this, having to have this much twitch. Now, he was also playing at a higher level. So it it sometimes negates it a little bit. But yeah, you might be right. Justin, do you think, uh, let me throw a couple of these comments up here. We talked about Rodas. Jason Gelden just says the Badgers are so choice right now. Um, <laughs> Steve Mitchell says, finally, the staff listens to Ryan and gets a defense lineman. I agree, Steve. I think the staff is looking for yeah. defensive linemen. They have to be the right the fit. Staff, the staff already knew. <laughs> like, um, the modern perennialist, I asked this on another video, but could they redshirt Tackett? Spread out the linebacker room a little bit. I, I would be shocked if that happens. I, I my, my gut instinct and there are a lot of people that you know that think there may be some things, some promises that were made here. I don't think there were. I think Tackett's going to be in the two deep. I think he will play this year. I think ideally you want him to be your second string guy who's going to get looped in and maybe get 20, 20 or so plays a game and go out there and keep things fresh. Um, but I – yeah, I don't think that you want him out there as a starter. Like he was, he was thrust into it at USC, and that was a bad move. Mm-hmm. Like, I, somebody brought up, we were talking about it in the Discord, that I said, "What was the last middle linebacker prospect for Wisconsin that played as a true freshman?" And I'm like, I don't, I can't remember anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Chanel played as a red shirt freshman, Did but Portland, I don't remember. Portland played as a true freshman. He, he was not necessarily a true middle linebacker. He, he was, he was as an outside play. linebacker and a pass rusher. Sure, but he did play as a true freshman. Yeah, but he was. But the difference between an outside linebacker and a middle linebacker is significant. And it's also like one guy's Bo- making calls. And it's also Chris, it's also Chris Borland. Yes, so that's like, true. Yeah, I mean he's he's like, from an instincts and in, in like football acumen, he's probably on the Mount Rushmore of. Yes. Wisconsin defenders. He's, he's my all-time favorite Badger, not to digress. Um, Derry rates says Chris Orr. I don't think Orr played as a true freshman. No, he did not. Unless no. I'm mistaken. Um, but your point is, no matter what, Justin, whether it, someone did that we're missing, I'm sure there's somebody we're missing, but your point is still accurate. Like, it's hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. The point is, it's hard as a true freshman to step in. And the other point I made with USC, like that that defense was dysfunctional. What oh, yeah. They, it was a terrible ecosystem for everybody. Right. I love that you, you're taking the ecosystem word. Yeah, I, I am. Well, it is, I mean, it is. You look at it yeah. as a whole. It's. A, I, I said this earlier when in the as another Discord comment. I said, "You have Lincoln Riley is masked an offensive coordinator masquerading as a head coach, because he only cares about the offense, mm-hmm. and he, he effectively chucks the defense on the other on whoever his defensive hires lap is. Now the issue is is that you need as a head coach to understand everything as a whole." If you want to have the most, you know, the best possible ceiling for your team. And it just doesn't seem like he understands how to not destroy his defensive side. Like the expectations need to be, you need to set like a, a set pattern of, yeah, this guy may be more limited, but he's ready to play. And mentally he's ready to to do what we need in this system. And it's almost like USC feels like they're playing fantasy football. They're like, ah, this guy's got all the athletic tools. Let's just throw him out there. He's got to be the best athlete. Yeah. Well, yeah, but if he doesn't know what he's doing, that doesn't do anything. That doesn't help and him at all. He's going to make mental up. errors left and right. Yeah, and then he's going to get roasted, and then he's going to get frustrated. And, and his then confidence is going to go down the poop. Yeah, I'll say this. And the linebacker one is putting my hypothesis to the test. 
but people generally generally don't transfer to redshirt, especially guys of the pedigree yeah. of Rackett Curtis. So I don't think he's going to redshirt. I don't think he'd be coming here. With, the, the guy stepped on the field immediately at USC. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's coming here for a second season college football to redshirt. I just don't. I don't see it. Um, I don't know that mean that doesn't mean he's going to be the starter, but I just I don't think he's redshirting, man. I do wonder what's going to happen with all the other linebackers. That's for another show. Uh, Bo Dragon does say Elijah Hodge. Did he play as a true freshman? Possible. He was a I can't remember. Player. I know he played early. I would guess he, at worst case it was a redshirt freshman, but it's not very often that we have guys that end up playing right away as a true freshman. It's just too there's it's way too much on your plate at middle linebacker, especially if you're the one that's tasked with making the calls and checks. Like it's so much to be there to to be mentally trying to do that, and then also stay on top of it. Casillas uh, is another guy, but he was on the outside. Deborah says, "I think Chris Orr did play as a true freshman. I remember him in the 2015 Holiday Bowl. Yeah, I I could definitely be wrong on that. I know he played early. Bo Dragon special teams will be beastly with all the linebackers. I think that's a great point. Like, <laughs> it is. Are, listen, well, I was going to say, think of think off season and conditioning here with this group of athletes." Yeah. Like Allegro and, and Tackett <laughs> having to get into it. That I, I can't wait to see Heiberger, like Tackett, Allegro, uh, Austin Brown, all these dudes covering a punt. Like yeah. it's 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 gonna be like OSU type of athleticism mm-hmm. on the punt coverage stuff, which is gonna be a lot of fun. Uh Justin, true or false, you reached out for a D-line spot as well with your eligibility. <laughs> I am very undersized right now for that, <laughs> as well as not remotely strong enough. But you have heart, <laughs> and you understand the game. Yes, yeah. I'd be like Rudy out there, just getting pummeled by guys. Jake's in the chat. Jake's great as always. All right, we're gonna wrap it there again. This was just kind of a quick show. Uh, I think Justin, we should get together. We should do a big look at this class coming in. I agree. Like, if there's anything else we need to address, um, really quick, do you think they need another defensive lineman? I definitely think they need another defensive lineman. Um, do you think they need a guy in the middle, a nose guard? Are you okay with with taking the shot at Howard? Retro mm-hmm. freshman is is a lot to ask. I think I mean, we've do done it before. We've so done it before. But, yeah, here's huh? my problem, and I get people kind of telling me like, Ryan, you need to relax, and I, and I, I'm just saying, like in my head, I'm thinking, I think they need an inside guy and an outside guy still. Like, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that necessarily. I just think at some point you have to start looking at it from a body count. But I I I 100 think that we are undernumbered at the defensive line position. Like we should be, we should have 14 guys on the roster, at least 15, in my opinion. And that should be what they're looking at with the, with the scheme that we're playing. Like if you want to go three front. Yeah. What do you want options? Like what, what's a bigger need to you, the inside or, or an edge rusher on the defensive line? Uh, with our run, de- run defense this year, I think it would, I would want a nose guard. I, I really like Howard and I think his upsides there, but I want somebody who's got experience and who has shown they don't need to be disruptive, but I want somebody who's shown that they can be a, a good defensive, you know, somebody is that, yeah. that tree stump that we can throw out there that can give us 30 snaps and, and basically just eat up rundowns. Yeah, I, I agree. Cause it, listen, if you don't stop the run, all those athletic linebackers, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think it'll be better this year because I think the pass rush will be better on the edges, which will, which will loosen up things for everybody. If we can get some pressure on a quarterback, but yeah, it's the middle's not going to get better unless we have somebody that can actually hold up blockers. Yep. No, I agree. We'll finish with this one with Smo. I told myself not to get excited about the portal this year around, but I can't. 
Let's go. Well, you can be excited about the additions and still be grounded in terms of what the expectations are. And that's that's the difference between last year and this year for me. Like I really like some of the pieces we're adding, but until I see production from it, I'm not going to get super excited about it quite yet. Yeah, I'm taking the under this year, Justin. Uh, no matter what it is, I'm taking the under. So if it's five, you're going to be like, wow, that's going to be four. Uh, if it's <laughs> that low, I'll take the over. But I bet you the line this year will be about seven and a half. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably a solid number. And there's so many new pieces coming in that it's really hard for me to get it. Like, I don't want to put a feel on this because I have no clue. No, it's, it's way too early. I agree. Yeah, it's it's really hard to get a feel for us. If if Van Dyke ends up being a cross between his freshman year and last year, there's a chance that we end up being a nine win team. Mm-hmm. Like if his, if say if he has 24 touchdown passes and like nine ten picks, that's oh. a really productive year. Or what about TK? He has 50 touchdowns and zero picks for Tyler Van Dyke. Fight <laughs> yeah. uh, me says TVD. Well, then we better be winning the title. <laughs> yeah. Jason says that the line is 7.5. We're due for an over. We're going to do a whole show on that one. So I derailed us on that. I apologize. But um, all right, we're going to wrap it there. Uh, uh, Justin and I are going to do a big recap on a portal mm-hmm. show. I think that's that's deserved at this point. But Elijah Hills, they got a defense alignment, Justin. Mm-hmm. Um, they needed one. Ryan is happy now. It makes my heart happy. Um, On Wisconsin, and we'll talk later. On Wisconsin.